0: Life happens, Life happens with, with Pimelo Moutine. Pimelo Moutine on SAFM. On SAFM six minutes after two o'clock here on Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Modena. We continue our coverage on COVID-19. Everything that you possibly can think of that you need to know, we're going to try and cover it here. If you have any questions, we'll also try and take your questions, get us the necessary uh, professionals to try and explain it. So one of the things that I think we we are very confused about, the world is searching for the answers for what exactly is this virus? What? How does it manifest? And so on. So I've invited a virologist or somebody who can at least try and explain uh, the nature of the virus for us, Professor Bertram Fielding, who's a Director, Research Development and Principal Investigator for Molecular Biology and Virology a Research Laboratory Department of Medical Biosciences at the University of the Western Cape. He joins us now on the line. A very good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good afternoon, Pamela. Thank you for having me on the show. And good afternoon to the listeners as well
0: how much do we know
1: about COVID-19? Well, unfortunately, um, as I reported at the beginning of this year, this is a novel coronavirus. It is new, meaning that it's the first time it's been identified and seen in the human population. So very little is known. Even though research um, on this virus is progressing very fast, Um, every day we learn something new. But fortunately, we know we can extrapolate some of the results uh, from SARS and MERS coronavirus that was studied earlier, um, 2003 and 2012. So from that perspective, we can extrapolate some um, data and information. But of COVID-19, unfortunately, very little. And we, we learn more and more every day.
0: So so, so, a couple of things we can extrapolate from SARS, for instance, because it belongs in the family of that yes. type of, 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 of that virus, correct?
1: Yes, Yes. It, so, so coronaviruses are a very big family of viruses and researchers know of about 41 coronaviruses. Seven of those infect humans. Um, so it, it has been, it has been around for quite some time and the first animal coronavirus in fact was identified in the 1930s. So it's been along for, for quite a while.
0: How much have we had we studied it in, in animals? so in other words, what information can we extrapolate from it living in animals and how it behaves in in the animal body?
1: So it was uh, um, before 1930s and afterwards it, it used to be a huge problem in agriculture for instance okay. so a big problem for chicken farmers, um, cow pig farmers, you name it uh, probably can be infected by a coronavirus. And that's why they're known as zoonotic viruses, which means that they're found in animals. The biggest problem is that they can adapt or mutate, and then they have developed the ability to jump to humans. And when they jump to humans, the characteristics change because it's now a new host. And that is when we have the problems. Because very often, when it jumps from the animal to the human, it is a new virus Mm. with new characteristics. Mm. So quite a bit is known of, of animal coronaviruses. For instance, uh, we take our dogs every year for shots at the vet. Mm-hmm. If you if you read the label on, on, on that bottle, one of the ingredients in that shot is actually a, a canine coronavirus, mm-hmm. which means it's a dog coronavirus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we know quite a bit of it. Of the animal ones.
0: Okay. We 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 are now going into that flu season in this country. Okay. And yeah. and, and, and one wonders to what effect will the flu have the, the ordinary flu, the ordinary yeah. cold, have on your ability to manage the coronavirus?
1: So that's one of the of the the worries. It is not as um really a case of how will we manage COVID nineteen. But remember the, the symptoms for COVID nineteen and for influenza or flu is very similar. Mm. So the problem is if you have influenza you could be you could be thought to be infected with COVID-19. Mm. So that's really the problem. And, and just for interest's sake, you, you mentioned flu and you mentioned cold. Yes, um, and different. You inter- inter- and, you, and they are different. Yes. In fact, yes. uh, as I mentioned earlier, we now have seven human coronaviruses. Four of those are actually circulating in the human population throughout the year and they cause the common cold. Mm-hmm. So, so those two things, um, um, for interest sake, are different as well. hmm um, but the biggest problem is um, it would probably be encouraged. Um, I would encourage your listeners to get the flu shot if it's possible. Mm-hmm. It will not protect against COVID 19, but it will prevent confusion um, when symptoms do develop um, for us to, to not confuse in end with COVID 19. Exactly, exactly. Uh, wh-
0: What what do we do? So please explain to us in in the manner that I can understand and people listening at home. I'm I'm worried about, we know that there is no cure. We know that there is no vaccine.
2: Yes.
0: If and when you are now said to have the virus and you are a confirmed case, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what treatment is there? Is there anything at all? Or, Or are we just kind of managing your comfort? At the moment, there is no cure.
1: Um, The encouraging part, however, is if you look at the numbers, remember everybody can be infected, however very few people are really predisposed to develop severe disease. And it's about severe disease disease that we should be concerned about. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, the elderly, about 65, who have other diseases. So they have a higher chance of, of developing severe disease where you have severe respiratory problems and then it could become lethal. So, so there's this misconception it seems in the public that if you have this virus, you have the risk of a higher risk of, of dying. This is not the case. It's in a very small percentage of individuals um, that has the potential to, for this disease to develop in the more uh, uh, severe disease. So yes, there is no cure, but the majority of us, after we infected, the symptoms would be very um, mild, cold-like symptoms. For others, would not even know that they are infected. For those who are, are ill with symptoms, it would be supportive. You know, rest, similar we do with flu. Rest, take your immune boosters, take in fluids. It's only in those severe cases where we need ventilation. We end up in hospital. Then it would be ventilation, where they help you to breathe
0: okay. because
1: the lungs are infected. Mm-hmm. Um, And it would be um, other supportive um, medical interventions. Um, There are some interesting studies reported. It still has to be confirmed about potential drugs and antivirals that are being developed and that are tested.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. So I don't, I'm not sure what's happened to Professor Fielding's call and that line. He's still there. He's okay. We're going to try and just bring them back. And I, and I say that because I see a lot of you want to ask him some questions. So I see, I see you, Abrahams. Uh, I'm going to try and get him back so that he can answer your questions. Let me go quickly to, to Steve, who's calling us from Mpumalanga. Hello, Steve.
3: Good afternoon to you and the listeners. Just Good a afternoon. few points to make to you. Yes. Sir. Firstly, how serious are the authorities of you know, curbing or controlling this disease? Bus four buses carrying Japanese nationals were allowed to the country. Number one, number two. I went into Ermelo Provincial Hospital this morning. A crowd of over 100 patients waiting in the waiting room, sitting shoulder to shoulder, standing shoulder to shoulder. How do you control the crowd? Steve, just
0: just just help us help those of us who don't know what you're talking about about the the, the, the Japanese nationals. When did this happen?
3: Uh, yesterday. There were four buses, first they were disallowed to come into the country, then they were screened, and they were allowed into the country. Apparently
0: they were sent back, Steve.
3: No, no, no. Last night's news at 10 o'clock had it that they were allowed into the country. Just check on that.
0: Yes, that, that, the latest I, I heard was that they were sent back. So I'll you just obviously make sure have different on
3: that, Make sure on that, because I heard <laughs> it on Steve, I'm telling you
0: what I know. I'm just saying that's what okay, I Okay, okay, maybe I'm, I'm wrong to, on that one.
3: On that one, yes. My apologies if I am wrong. Yes. And thirdly, I'd like to know something. It doesn't take a rocket, uh,
0: mm.
3: rocks, uh, you know, a science uh, mm-hmm. master or professor mm-hmm. to read these figures. The mm-hmm. biggest casualties are in the big centres where the mm-hmm. airbus terminals are. Mm-hmm. That's Cape Town, Johannesburg, and Durban. Mm-hmm. And yet these uh, airports still remain open. I mean, the government has got this on their hands. They supposed to be closed. These bar these. Airports long ago, every other country in the world in Africa has closed it, but ours still remain open. Health.
0: let's get to what you want to see. So you know that they have revoked uh, visas and stuff. So peop- they're open to get people to leave. You know that, right? So right. So people are not coming in that are not South African. So they are open for South Africans to come back home as well. So why wasn't this closed when we got to know about it? Excuse me? Why wasn't it closed initially on the 1st of March? Because you take Kenya. There had three cases. Everything was closed. All the port of entries were closed. So, so are you saying that you don't want the South Africans to come back home? Who asked? No, to no, call? no. I am not
3: saying that. Yeah. I am saying we shouldn't allow foreign nationals at all into this country at the moment.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying um, it's you not look, happening. Look,
3: you look at the rate that is going on from the first to today, which is some twenty-three days. We've got a casualty of four hundred and somewhat. That's an alarming rate.
0: Yes, Steve, let, let's just just let, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow Professor Fielding to, to respond to one of your other questions because okay, you can I about, hear it on the radio? Yes. Please do, because I think right. it's important to clarify one or two things. Professor uh, Fielding is back on the line with us. Thank you so much for coming back, Professor Fielding. Uh, I'm gonna thank take you for I'm gonna name. take a quick call for Mr a, from Mr. Abrams who's got a, co- a question for you. Uh, okay. Mr. Abrams, good afternoon and thank you so much for coming. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Mm, go ahead. What's your question?
2: All right, um, ma'am, first of all, I'm not attacking anyone because I could attack that guy. But in any case, listen to me. Mm. The animal world has its own system and cells to cure its genes, understand? Mm. Because the animal world is so far from we as human beings, because they don't even worry about, as we could see, they don't worry about the virus but we as human beings must realize the answer and the cure for this virus as they call it corona it is actually laying in china because it started there you see in the second world war after grandma you know grandma got deaf and dumb in the after that cure the pandemic but she got well afterward but now the cure was there then. Tuberculosis is an old thing coming on since Bible times, history, ancient times. But the thing is this. The only cure is, and I can't understand why pastors will close their churches for Easter. The answer is there. And I challenge every prophet and pastor today. Try God, and you see what the Lord can do. We must pray for our country and read. Look Luke, look, 7, 7 to eleven. The answer is there for us. So God bless you. Don't let the devil stress you,
0: Mister Abraham. You surely okay, can. You can. Bye. You can pray at home, can't you?
2: Yeah, the Lord is the answer, my sister.
0: Yes, I understand. I'm saying you can you can pray at home, can't you?
2: Okay, bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Professor Fielding, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to both these, these callers. Let me just take a quick break, and then I'll give you time to think about that. Here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> SAFM 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth. Okay, I'm in conversation with Professor Bertram uh, Fielding, who is a Director, Research Development and Principal Investigator for the Molecular Biology and Virology Research Lab Department at the Medical Biosciences at the University of the Western Cape. And I think we it's a difficult conversation because as we learn more about COVID-19, you, you also have resistance to, to the evidence that's out there. Prof, you you heard it for yourself, the two callers that called in. Your response to that?
1: So the first caller, unfortunately, only came um, on towards the end of his call. So okay. I think both me him and the and the last caller yeah. both um, were referring to um, the banning of gathering and, and numbers. Yes. So one caller saying, "So why did we not close airports?" Yes. Earlier, and this other caller saying, "So why are we stopping gatherings?"
0: Yeah. So Remember so that- so so I wanted you to respond to why you know the effects of of closing borders because we are now at a phase where we're yeah. getting infection. I- internal infection, in other words, yeah. infection sure. from people who haven't traveled. So, just address yeah. that for us.
1: So, so unfortunately, we are at that point now. At the at the start of the of the outbreak, it was um, almost hundred percent of cases imported, so coming from outside. Now we do have internal spread. So, whether we're closing borders or not, the infection is in South Africa, and it will spread. Um, and remember that governments all over the world are making decisions um, to protect of the population, so they're citizens. So typically, um, preventing large numbers from gathering will not prevent the, the, the virus from spreading. It is intended to spread out what is called the curve. So it's really to spread out the number of infections over a longer period of time. Because imagine what happens if we have a very high spike in infection numbers at one particular time. Imagine what the effect on our, on our medical services would be. I don't think we'll be able to cope. So really preventing the spread um, by limiting numbers of people gathering is really spreading it out over a longer period. So, so the governments are making decisions, and they're making very difficult decisions based on current data. And as I mentioned earlier, the data changes. It seems to be changing every day from researchers. So it makes it very difficult for governments to make decisions long in advance.
0: And, and, and the, the issue of gatherings, because the yes. other call was saying, you know, it's nonsense, we should just pray.
1: Yes. So, so as I mentioned, um, this virus has a replication number or infective number of two, which means an infected person can infect potentially two others. So you can see it could really be an exponential spread because those two could then infect four. So each one of that four can infect two. So it can really spread very fast. So if we do not delay the spread, even though not many people will become severely ill, imagine we have on one day, say, for instance, a million people going to hospitals all at once. It will over overwhelm our medical services. So the idea is minimize or slow down the spread in the population so that we do not um, put a strain on our, on our medical services.
0: All right, let me go quickly. Um, I mean, there is a question here that's come on on text. It says, what about um, studies that have been done on blood groups? What do we know about that? So I've
1: seen some studies, and it says that certain blood groups are predisposed more to being infected and um, probably developing severe um, illness. Um, The public needs to any publication that, that they do read. Please make sure that it is peer-reviewed, uh, okay, which means that please. other experts would look at the paper as well. Yes. And please make sure that it is repeated in, in other areas. You could have an amazing study in a very small population of patients. does not necessarily mean that it can be correlated with a bigger study.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it, it was a very interesting paper, but I think it needs to be reproduced on a bigger scale. <laughs>
0: Really appreciate it. I think we'll be talking to you some more because as studies happen, as you said, you know, we'll be seeing new information coming through. So please be bear with us as we Thanks ask for to. your guidance. Thank you very, very much, Prof. That's Professor Bertram uh, Fielding, the director at Research Development and Principal Investigator for Molecular Biology and Virology Research Lab Department at Medical Biosciences at the University of the Western Cape, just trying to give us insights as to what this virus actually is, how it how it mutates itself and so on. And obviously, this is not enough. We are going to talk to him over and over again to try and get better insight as to what exactly COVID-19 is all about.